seated. Amen. You may be seated this morning. We're going to be seated as we read his word. The potter wants to put you back together again. <laughs> I love that song. I don't know about you, but I've been a broken vessel. But the good news, I was still in his hands. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, y'all better sit down before church breaks out in here. Amen. We can. Thank you. Thank you. God, bl God bless you, choir. Thank you. Thank you for touching us in such a special way. This morning, as we continue these series of messages that God has given us entitled, A Right Now Word. Amen. This is the second major series of this year of 2016. Twelve messages from the parables that have been recorded in the Gospels that Jesus shared with his disciples and his followers. This is the tenth of twelve messages. We uh, ask you to be seated this morning because we want to read the entire context of where this message is taken from this morning. Twelve verses. And although it is on your bulletins and on your screens, and we've read them earlier, two things. One, it's worth reading again. Second, to those that are joining us by way of radio and by way of internet worship, we want to share with you. The gospel that has been recorded by St. Matthew's chapter 18, verses 23 to verse 35. Thank you for your patience in hearing God's word. Reading from the New International Version. This is, I, I must preface this by saying this is one of my favorite parables. In making the decision of choosing only 12 parables out of the 38 or so parables that Jesus gave, this one was a no-brainer for me because it, it really talks about what we ought to be and who we should become as believers Listen to the, and what we ought to avoid as believers. Listen to the words of the text beginning in verse 23. Therefore, Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay such an outstanding debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before the king and said, be patient with me. He begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. Let me say that again. I think that may be prophetic for somebody in here. Canceled the debt. Yes, somebody got it in the back of the church and, and let him go. But when that same servant went out 
he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him and said, pay back what you owe me. He emphatically demanded. His servant fell to his knees and begged him, please be patient with me and I will eventually pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. Now, when the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master, the king, everything that had happened. Then the king called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours simply because you begged me to do so. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? In anger, his master, the king, handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. And here's where the subject for this 10th message of this series is found. Verse 35, this is how, Jesus says, this is how my heavenly Father would treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. And the church that loves God's word said amen. Amen. Grab somebody by the hand. I told the church at 8, this is, perhaps is not one of these jump around, fall out messages. Amen. Sometimes we fall out too much and don't even hear the word. Amen. But tell somebody you need to hear this. Grab somebody by the hand and here is the subject. Look at someone, squeeze those hands and say the cost of an unforgiving spirit. Now look back and say it'll catch up with you. The cost of an unforgiving spirit, it will catch up with you. Am I right about it? Listen, my brothers and sisters, it is said that an unforgiving spirit is a lethal, deadly weapon often used by the adversary that negatively impacts our mind, body, and soul. It has an impact on you. I'm preaching now. Listen, too many of us, please look at somebody and say too many of us. Too many of us have been burdened by this spirit, which is so often prevents us from being all that God has designed for us to be. 
You can't be what God has designed for you to be because you are under the influence of this unforgiving spirit. Listen, make no mistake about it. Not willing to forgive is a spirit. Can I say that again? Tell somebody, it is a spirit that destroys our life from the inside out. It is not about your brothers and sisters, but it is a spirit. Hear what the Apostle Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 12 concerning spirits. Paul writes in the New Living Translation, and I quote, a final word, be strong in the Lord, in his mighty power. Put on God's armor so that you would be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. And then listen to what Paul says. He says, and I quote, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world, and this is the part I want to emphasize, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. Please touch somebody and say, it's a spirit. Tell them, you better beware of that spirit, for we fight against spirits. Dark, evil spirits. For this unrighteous spirit does more harm to the person who refuses to forgive than it does to the one that should be forgiven. I want you to know I said to the early church that people that you are holding a grudge against oftentimes don't even remember your name. They can't even recall what you're mad at them for. I've known people to be mad for years and years over foolish stuff and can't even remember the details of the incident that occurred, but you're still mad. Ooh, tell somebody again, it is a spirit. But the Bible teaches us that our forgiving others is very important to our own salvation. So the Bible teaches, listen to what Jesus says in St. Mark chapter 11 and verse 26. Jesus says, and I quote, but if you do not forgive, neither will your Father who's in heaven forgive you of your transgressions. You know that prayer that we learn as a child, forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Listen, it is important, and if you don't remember anything else, remember this, it is important that we always remember that from God's perspective, help me preach this and tell somebody from God's perspective. From God's perspective, listen to this, forgiveness must always precede forgiving. In other words, God says you are not forgiven until you have forgiven. 
You've got to forgive in order to be forgiven. And if you can't forgive, then you will not be forgiven. Some of you can save your prayers until you just get in your mind that I've got to let some of this anger, some of this rage, some of this hatred go. I've got to stop being mad because it's not about them, but it is about me. And it's not worth it for you to go to hell over people who don't even know you exist. There are people in our lives that have hurt us and they've moved on to hurt 10 more people since they've hurt you. Here you are still holding on. Can't even enjoy the presence of the Lord. Can't even have church if you glance out of your eyes and see somebody that has hurt you and uh, bad relationships that have gone astray and things that you're still holding on to. I've got a word from the Lord for you this morning. Touch somebody quick and say, let it go. Turn it loose. Forgetting those things which are behind. Pressing forward to those things which are ahead. Listen, the Lord will not forgive us of our many trespasses towards him if we're not willing to forgive others of their trespasses towards us. If you want to be forgiven, then you've got to learn how to forgive. In fact, if you want to be set free, I've got a remedy for you. If you want to sleep like you've never slept before, good tonight. Tell somebody, let it go. Let pastor, it's so hard to let go. You don't know what they did to me, but I know what you've done to the Lord. And God seemed to have forgotten about all your trespasses and given you second chances over and over, may I preach, and over again. Please look at somebody and say, you've got to turn it loose. You must let it go. Got to do it. You want to be blessed? God can't bless you when your life is still a mess. God says, I will not put new wine in an old wine skin. I will not take your messed up, jacked up attitude and walking around with a chip on your shoulder and give you another blessing. In order for me to bless you, you got to deal with the mess that you are dealing with now. Sometimes you need to have a garage sale from the depths of your soul and just clean out some stuff that's in your closet. And I know you've been holding it for a long time, but it's time to move on. Look at somebody and say, let's move on. It's time for you to put some stuff in your rearview mirror and say, to God be the glory. What has happened has already happened. I'm too busy thanking God for what God is about to do to worry about what I've been through. God has something great for you. But God says you've got to clean up. You've got to get rid of some stuff. Because God refuses to put new stuff on top of old stuff. Preach Pastor Jackson. God says, I've got blessings with your name on it already ready for you. Deuteronomy chapter 28, the author declared, and all these blessings shall come upon you and shall overtake you. Thank you, the spirit of Bishop W.L. Bonner. 
I think Bonner preached that about 500 times or more. Preached it on this pulpit. But there's something to be said about knowing that God's got a blessing with your name on it. But tell somebody you can't get it with your mean spirit. You can't get it walking around with an evil spirit trying to prevent you. The devil doesn't want you to go to the next level. So he's holding you down with hurt and pain and discouragement. But I got news for the devil. It's about to end right now. I'm calling a truce. I, I'm getting ready to say, you should have got me when you had a chance. I'm ready to put it all behind me and move forward. Get ready for something better. Touch somebody and say, get ready. God has something for you. Allow us to deal with the text. Listen, as we transition to this wonderful text, let us examine what Jesus has to say concerning the issue of forgiveness. The text begins in verse 21. Peter, who was the most vocal of all disciples, Peter perhaps who offended more people than any of the other disciples. Peter had an issue. He wanted to know from the Lord, how often do I have to keep forgiving James and John for trying to backstab me? I'm going to put it in some context. In other words, Peter would say, I, I know what they did. They, they, they got their mother, uh, the mother of the sons of Zebedee, to go behind our back. And when we weren't watching, they went to you, Jesus, and says, can my sons sit on the left and the right hand because they're more qualified than anybody else? So Peter had an issue. Peter couldn't hold anything. And whatever he was going through, you were able to tell it by his disposition. So he walks to Jesus and says, should I forgive them seven times? Because they've done it about eight or nine times. And Jesus says, no, 70 times, 70 times, 70. Then Jesus responds in a way that Jesus is known for. He uses a parable. He uses a natural illustration to share a spiritual truth. Somebody say parable. And he begins to teach of the parable. Jesus tells a story of a certain servant who had a tremendous debt. In fact, the New Living Translation says he owed the king millions of dollars. Perhaps he was an entrepreneur or business person, and they borrowed money from the kingdom. They didn't have first citizens or uh, North, uh, NCBC, whatever those banks, Lisa's Bank, and, uh, and they didn't have Bank of America and all of those others, but they had to go to the kingdom, borrow money. Got this business venture that I'm going to be the next great thing. I need you to lend me some money. King did millions of dollars, but the business perhaps went astray. Business went bust, and he still owed the money. The Bible say the king uh, was, was reconciling his books. He was trying to figure out who has paid him and who still owed him. So he calls this one servant in and 
said to him that I know you owe me so much. Millions of dollars you have not been able to pay. What are you going to do? Because I can take you and your wife and your kids and all your stuff and I will put you in bondage until you're able to pay. Well, this man knew that that would be difficult. So the Bible says, we're told in the parable that the servant fell on his knees for the king and begged him for pity and mercy. He said to him, give me, note what he asked and what the king did. He asked for time. Says, allow me more time so I can pay this debt. Backed the king on his knees in humble submissions. But verse 27, look at the text in verse 27. It says the king looked at this man prostrate before him on his knees begging for mercy knowing this man had a family to support. And the king took pity on the servant. He had mercy on the, he showed grace towards the servant. Now look at verse 27 again. And the NIV translation says, and the king canceled all of his debt and set him free. Note the man didn't ask for his debt to be wiped out. But isn't that just like God? What we ask God for, God will give us exceedingly abundantly more than we can even ask or think. The man asked for time, but God forgave the debt. King said, I'll wipe it clean. The New Living Translation says this, which is perhaps more appropriate knowing the original Greek translation of the original text. It uses the word, uh, the king released the man and forgave his debt. Whew. The man asked for time, and the king says, I'm going to bless you like you were not even expected. Whatever you owe me, those millions of dollars that you still owe me, don't even worry about it. I forgive you. I release you. You don't even have to pay. Now, let me help you with a shouting spirit. Well, how, how many of us still got mortgages and car payments and all of that? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if somebody just choose you this morning and say, come here, Sister Cynthia. Come here, Brother Romel. Come here, Deacon Stokes. Whatever you owe, I have paid it off. Mortgages paid. Student loans are paid. House notes paid. Car loan is paid. You don't owe a thing. You think you can just find just a quick second to give God a praise if God canceled all your debt? I just want to check and see. I just want to check and see. No, Elder Hamilton, I hear you on Sunday morning when you say, money cometh to me, but God will give you more than money because some money is not enough to pay off all the stuff y'all owe. But what if, what if God shows up and say, debt, 
cancel. Y'all that have to hold my mule. Y'all have to hold my mule. Cause somebody who don't ever shout will find a way to give a shout. Some, somebody with arthritis in the knees, arthritis in the back, will hold on to the chair and say, just let me stand up for one moment. When I Maybe I'm prophesying. Maybe I'm prophesying. Maybe by next week, this time, somebody will be dead free. I don't know. I, I don't know. Touch your neighbor and say, with God, all things are possible. Somebody say, oh yeah, y'all just talking all that spiritual mumbo jumbo. Ain't nothing gonna happen. Don't you sell God short. The God I serve, the earth is the Lord's. And oh, y'all sit down. I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I really don't want you to get too happy on this thing. Cause somebody just saw yourself dead free. I'm gonna leave that alone. I'm gonna leave that alone. But here's. You have not because you ask not. And you ought to expect what you ask for. Or y'all sit down before. I need you to help me, L listen. <laughs> Brother, I touch and agree with you. But listen, but look at somebody and say, but this is not how the parable ends. If, if this was all to the parable, it would still be a good parable. But this is not how the parable ends. Listen to what happens next. Now the same man, same servant that had been forgiven of millions of dollars had an opportunity to return the favor. To much that is given, even more is required of. The king had blessed him such a powerful way that had forgiven over a million plus dollars. And so he encounters a fellow servant who owed him just thousands compared to the millions that he owed. He had an opportunity to show the same kind of mercy. But verse 28 of the text says he refused to do so. 
Isn't it ironic that to those that God has blessed so much seem to be so forgetful of what God has done to them? Those that God had delivered from so much seems to be the hardest, harshest more than anybody else. Here's what the text says. This man who had been forgiven had to encounter one of his fellow servants. The Bible says that he went to the man demanding that he pay him and he pay him right away. He grabbed him by the throat. You know how that is. And said, give me my money. I need my money and I need it right away. Now, this is what the Lord dropped in my spirit Deacon Lumpkin between 8 and 11. As I was studying next door for this service, God dropped these words. He says, sometimes uh, a right is not the right thing. Let me make it clear. Just because you have a right to expect it and to act like that doesn't mean it's the right thing. Preach, Pastor Jackson. For some of us stand on our rights and we forget the right thing. Sometimes the right thing is to do what not to do, even if you have a right to do it. I've got a right to demand my money. I've got a right to be nasty because they've been owing me for a long time. I've got a right to be mad at him because of the way he treated me. Yes, perhaps you do, but it's not the right thing to do. And what separates us as believers from the world is the right thing succeeds or takes the place of a right. Every right you have is not always the right thing to do. This man had a right to demand his money. But considering what had been done to him, could he not have been somewhat merciful? Look at the text. The text says he grabs the servant, demands his money, choking him, saying, I need it, and I need it right away. Well, somebody is always watching. Preach, Pastor. Here's what the Lord said to me early this morning at 8 o'clock service. Usually, somebody is watching who know your story knows your story. Somebody is watching who know what God has done for you. Somebody is watching knowing, I know where you grew up. I know how broke you used to be. I know how drunk you used to get. I know the drugs you used to use. I know when you weren't always right. There's always somebody that God will put just to hold you accountable that knows your story and say, now, before you get all uppity and before you join anybody's sorority or fraternity and before they invited you to be a part of Jack and Jill, you didn't even have enough money to make ends meet. And before you got all high and mighty, you ought to remember what God did for you because there was a time in your life 
in which your back was against the wall and didn't know how you can make ends meet. Let me tell you something, Mother Lumpkin, every time I get beside myself, God reminds me of the couch I had to borrow from you and my uncle just to make ends meet. And here I am, a grown man, voted most likely to succeed. Can't even afford furniture in my own house. Two small kids had to go to one uncle and say, can I borrow a couch? Go to another and say, can I borrow a car? And God said, now look at where you are now. But before you think you did it, let me remind you, if it had not been for the Lord that was on your side, don't fool me now, but all the grateful folk that know you've got a right and a reason to praise God. Let me preach to the Saturn's church. Touch somebody and say, neighbor, if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, when I couldn't afford to pay attention, when I couldn't make ends meet, God made a way out of nowhere. And y'all excuse me, I need to give God a praise because God had mercy on my broke self. Where are my praises? Where are my praises? Where are my praises? Look at your neighbor and say, it hadn't always been this way. You know my story. If you only knew what the Lord has done for me, if it had not been for grace and mercy, it was the Lord's mercy that I have not been consumed. His compassion faileth not. It is renewed every morning. Great is. Come on, Zion. Come on, Zion. Look at somebody say, thank God for grace and mercy. I've got to love you because God loved me. I've got to treat you right because God did me right.
somebody. You'll see it again. You'll see it again. Lord, I thank you. got to get up out of here but listen 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 somebody who knew the story went to the king and said you won't believe what this joker has just done this man that you forgave of millions he grabbed someone by the throat threw him in jail because he owed him thousands so the king our heavenly father summons the unmerciful servant come see me right away he goes before the king the king says these words in verse 32 and 33 you wicked servant I have canceled all your debt because you begged me to do so shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you the king then handed this unmerciful servant over to the jailers and note this word for the first time, to be tormented. God says, if you are unmerciful, I'll torment you. It will torment you. And as we stand to our feet all over this place, here is verse 35. Jesus turns to his disciples say this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or your sister from your heart amen as we stand to our feet there are three things that I want to share three points and we'll leave them up after church so that you can write them down you don't have to write them now we will leave them up put it on the website for you but it will be up Three key points, and I need you to help me with this. Grab somebody by the hand and say, we all have truly benefited by the forgiveness, grace, and mercy of our Heavenly Father. Have you benefited from God's grace? Have you benefited from God's mercy? If it had not been for the Lord, we wouldn't be here. Here's the second. Grab those hands again. Tell somebody, with all the love you can muster. No, you don't have to say that. That's just emphasis. But I'm glad you all are paying attention. <laughs> Grab those hands and say, neighbor, the Lord expects us to demonstrate that same type of forgiveness grace and mercy towards others and while you're holding those hands here's the third one and this is perhaps the most important look at somebody again and say if we do not come on tell them say if we do not one day we will be held accountable by God himself at that great day of judgment. I tell him you will see it again. You'll see it again. 
Some of you are dealing with this spirit right now. Leave your seats wherever you are. I need you to make your way down to this altar. This is a very wonderful song that was introduced to me earlier this week by Brother Bill and Sister Francis. And it's called A Heart That Forgives. And I need you to listen to the words of this song and we will put it on the board as Bill and the choir and the praise team sings it. Kevin LeVar writes this song. And the words, the lyrics of the song say, I want a heart that forgives, a heart full of love. One with compassion just like yours, God, above. Whew. One that overcomes evil with goodness and love like it never happened. Whew. Thank you, Lord. Never holding a grudge. Look at somebody say, never holding a grudge. I want a heart that forgives, that lives and let lives. One that keeps loving over and over. Come on, say it, and over and over and over again. Come on, wherever you are, this special message for this special time. God wants to set somebody free. Haven't you been burdened too long by that spirit living inside of you? God says you've got to let it go. You've got to turn it loose right now. Come on right now as the choir sings us, blesses us with this. Yeah. I want a heart that forgives. A heart full of love. Sing, Bill. Yeah. One with compassion, just like yours above. Come on, somebody. One else. that overcomes evil <laughs> with goodness and love. <laughs> like it never happened, never holding a grudge. I want a heart that forgives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That lives and let lives. One that keeps loving over, over. and over again. You're singing that song. One that man can't offend Ooh. because your word is within. One that loves without price like the Lord Jesus Christ. I want a heart that loves everybody, even my enemy. Wanna love like you, be like you, just like you did. Yeah, 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 yes. Ooh. Please give me a heart that forgives. Sing, yeah, yeah. That's right. God is setting somebody free right now. Listen. I want a heart that forgives <laughs> when the ones who are closest. I've known the longest when they hurt me the most. I've been so hurt by people. Still want to love. I still want to love you. Like you love me. Even though I'm hurting. I'm hurting, Lord. I'm hurting. Yes, Lord, I'm hurting. I want a heart that forgives. Sing, Bill. Yeah. With a pain. Oh, yeah. Come on, somebody. 
Come, let us pray for you right now. Come on, leave your seat. Stand in the alleyways. Come on. Yeah. Come on, that's right. Come on, Walker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold it against yeah, 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 yeah. With hatred inside. Lord, I want a heart that loves everybody. Especially my enemy. It's hard, Lord, but I need it. I want to love like you, be like you, just like you did. I want to walk like walk you, Lord. talk like you, I want to talk like you, like you did. Like you did. I want to be like you, Lord. I want to live like you, just like you did. Because a heart that forgives is a heart that will live totally free from the pain of the past. And a heart that lets go on just is a heart put those hands that up. will know God is speaking to so you. Much freedom, uh, yeah. So much freedom. So much freedom. God, I want to let it go. Let it go. God, I need to let it go. I need to let oh. it go, Lord. <laughs> Lord, it's been yeah. holding me back. It's holding me back. <laughs> Come on. I yeah, yeah, don't yeah, want yeah, it. Yeah. I don't want it. I don't Speak want it. Speak to us, Lord, right now. Anymore. Speak to us, Lord. Yeah. I don't know I, exactly I, what to do to get rid of it. I, yeah, yeah. Woo. Here I am. Here Lord I am, Jesus. Lord. Here I am, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Here I am, Lord. Lord. I need, I need, you, I need you, you. I need you. I need you, Lord. Oh, I know it's me that you sent this word for me this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I need, I need you, Lord. you, Lord. I need you, Lord. I've got to let it go. Let it go. I've got to let it go. Sing, Bill. Yeah, yeah. Every yeah, person, yeah. every person, yeah. everybody that I... ever hurt me. Oh, sings. Lord, I'm gonna let it go. Every hurt, yeah. and every, every hurt, pain, every pain. I've gotta let it go. I've got to let it go. I've got to let it go. It's holding me back. It's holding me back, Lord. So I've got to let it go. Let it go. It's keeping me down, Lord. Yeah, it's. It's keeping me back. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Yeah, yeah. Come on, let it go. You can have it this morning. You can have it. Lord, you can have it this morning. Here I am, Lord. You can have it this morning. Yes, here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Lord. Teach me how to forgive. Yes, Lord. Teach me how Teach me, to Lord. forgive. Oh, yeah. Teach me how to forgive. Because I want to be free. I want to be free. You need I to wanna, say that again. I want to be It's time to be free. I want to be free. It's time to be free. Teach me how to forgive. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I give it away. Yes, Lord. Come on. Tell him yes. I let Lift it those go. hands. Let it go. Tell him yes, Lord. God said, let it go. I forgive my enemy. Yeah. Oh, yes, Lord. God said, let it go. 
God's doing something this morning in this unusual altar call. God says it's time to set somebody free. Yes, Lord. You've been burdened too long. You've been holding on too long. This is not about your enemy, but this is about you. And God says, I'm about to do something great in your life, but I can't do it until you let it go. Tell him to be able to let it go. Come on. Come on, I Ed. Let, let it, it go. go. I gotta let it go. Come on, Ed. yeah, yeah. Every hurt, I gotta let Every it go. Hurt. Every pain, I gotta Come on. let it go. Let those Teach hands turn it loose. <laughs> Teach me how Teach to me, Lord. Yeah. Teach me Woo. how Teach me how to forgive. Everybody lift those hands. Everyone close those eyes. Come on, this is a sacred time. Teach me, Lord. God says, I'm getting ready to bless you in ways that you've never been blessed before. But I need you to clean the slate. I need you to let it go. I know it hurt. I know it was tough. Lord, I want to be free. Listen, listen. This morning at 8, there was a young man in this service, and he had been hurt so bad by his father. Never had a relationship. His father never acknowledged him, never gave him anything. And we were preaching, and Bill was singing that song. And I saw this young man at the altar, tears just streaming down his face. And he lifted his hands. And God just spoke to me through the Spirit. And God says, if you let it go, God will change your destiny. So I'm speaking to somebody in here right now, perhaps listening by way of radio, viewing by way of the internet. And God says, if you turn it loose and let it go, I'll change your destiny. Because as long as you are holding on to that hurt, it's going to destroy you. But God says, I've got something great with your name on it. And the moment you turned it loose, I'm going to step into your situation. And I'm going to bless you. Come on, come on. And worship the Lord. Worship. Yeah, yeah. Teach me how to forgive. Teach me how to forgive, Lord. Teach me, Lord. Teach me how to forgive. Yeah. Teach me how Teach me, to Lord. Teach me, Lord. Teach me how to forgive. Teach me, Lord. Lord, I want to be free. Come on. Come on. God's Lord, calling somebody. This is your Lord, day of deliverance. Lord, I want to be free. I've been so hurt. But it's about to change right now. It is about to change. Teach me, Lord. Teach me how to Teach me, Lord. Teach me Listen. Close those eyes. Lift those hands. It begins with the relationship. God says a relationship is not just coming to church, but it's coming to the altar. And say, Lord, I can't do this on my own. I need you to change my heart. Because I've tried for years to deal with this, but I cannot do it by myself. And if you don't have that right relationship with the Lord, if you've not committed to something greater than you, 
if you lead your family, if you're a father, a mother, a grandmother, aunt, and you need to be an example for your children. You need to teach them that we're committed to something greater than just our name. We're committed to the kingdom of God. And this is not about the church, but this is about the kingdom. And so it begins with your acknowledgement. David writes, create in me a clean heart, renew in me a right spirit. God says, I'll take that evil spirit, that unforgiving spirit, because that spirit costs you too much. God said, I'll bless you with the forgiving, loving spirit. Close those eyes and after we pray this prayer, if you're here this morning, you want to take the next step, I'll wait on you at this altar. You just press your way here and put your hand in my hand and say, Pastor, we're on this journey together. And God says, I'll bless you like you've never been blessed before. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. You, you have said to us to let it go. You've said to us to show mercy like mercy has been shown to us. Let us not be burdened by that unforgiving spirit. That spirit has cost us too much already. We declare and decree on the seventh day of August in the year 2016 that it is now behind us and you are about to do a new thing. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. We walk into something new. Tomorrow, the eighth day of August, eight sickness, new beginnings. We walk into new beginnings. We walk into something new. Have your way. Move right now in Jesus' name. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Put your arms around somebody. Tell them, let it go. Let it go. Come on, if you want to make that commitment to the Lord, if you want to join the church or just recommit your life to the Lord, you, you, you want your life to be better, don't go back. Don't let the enemy send you back. Come on, young lady. Come on, brother. Stand Teach me how to forget. Just stand here. I want to be free. Come on, brother. God bless you. That's right. Lord, I want to be free. If you want to make that commitment wherever you are, come on. It's not too late. Others are coming. I see this brother coming down. Teach me, Lord. I can't do it on my own. Teach me, Lord. Somebody is crying out, Lord, I want. Wherever you are, come on. God's calling you. God's calling you right now. This is your moment to be free. Come on. Come right now. Anyone else? Teach me, Lord. Amen. Clap those hands and give God a hand of praise. Come on, it's all right, baby. That burden has been lifted, young lady. I don't know what you came in here with, 
but God declared you're not going to leave with that burden. It's gone. It's gone. Somebody reach your hand, stretch your hand. I want to be free. Anybody, God's about to do something. God is about to do a new thing. God is doing a new thing. Somebody teach me, Lord. Anyone else in there? Anyone? Give God a hand of praise. Come on, brother. This young man stands up. Teach me. God's delivering somebody right now. Come on. Somebody needs to be free. Come on. Anyone else? Just let it go. This is new beginnings. God's about to change it around for you. Give God a hand of praise as we take them. Come on, Bible way. Celebrate. Celebrate what God. Teach me how. Teach me how. Teach me how. Come on, wave your hands. Teach me how to forget. As we stand for the benediction. Teach me how to forget. Teach me how to forget. come. Listen. As you stand, I want to leave you with these words. Tell somebody in order to be forgiven, you must first forgive. God has a blessing waiting on you. Tell somebody, get ready for your life of new beginnings. Come on.